Beekeep Radio, episode 16. Beekeepers interview, modest. I don't know that it gets any easier, actually, like you do a few of them. You're like, cool, I got it down now, and then it's always as difficult. Yeah. There's always, like, one problem. <laughs> <laughs> At least we didn't record for, like, 15, 20 minutes and get, like, real deep into it. Oh, man, that would have been so fucked up. Just to roll in all, hey, we recorded for 10 minutes, got all your best material, but nobody knows because we didn't actually record. So what's <laughs> up? This is Beekeep Radio. I'm in sight. We're back again. It's been a little while since we had an episode. We got a couple other beekeepers here, but our guest tonight is Modest from Albuquerque. He's come in. He's a lo-fi artist. Come to talk to us a little bit about what he does, some upcoming shows, and all about his shit. So say hi, man. What's going on? Yo, what's going on, man? Thank you guys for having me. Hey, dude. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. So, dude, we got to meet you the other day at Rufina for a little bit. Thanks for coming to that beat battle, by the yeah, way. That was cool. Yeah, that was a dope-ass show. That Did was you a like sick that? show. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, man. There were loads of skilled cats there. Everybody from Landon to Art Rhyme, all the people doing the breakdancing, even the pop-up shop people had some cool shit going on. Yeah, that pop-up shop is dope. But I got to give props to Cap, though, who's here with us today. Hey. He took that crown, bro. He Winner, you got something to say? Uh, I don't even know, man. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, well spoken like a true champ, so great. Absolutely. <laughs> nice hold one, that, bro. Hold that belt above your head, man. Yeah. 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 Well, he'll be defending that crown here in a couple more weeks. Are you going to come down for the next battle? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Nice, nice. So maybe you should bring some beats down. Do you know somebody who makes beats? Do you make your beats I, yourself? Yeah. Uh, I don't make mine, but I do make beats. Okay, yeah, yeah, nice, nice. So you like the lo-fi stuff. We heard a few songs of yours that you sent over, and we listened to some other stuff on SoundCloud. I like the lo-fi thing. I'm I into love, that. I love the lo-fi thing. I'm super into it. I've been into it since lo-fi radio hip-hop for studying and relaxing oh, yeah. to yeah, actually right. became a thing. Yeah, like, yeah. the first day that popped up, I was, uh-huh. I was all over that. No, you know, for me, it was BSD. Yeah. When, when, like, those late night bumps yeah. dropped, like, yes. a few years ago now. Like, when I found those, I was like, what the Yeah, BSD is something oh. else. And, like, yeah, like, I didn't know that's beside you. Like, I didn't know that's what that meant. Oh, yes, really? Yeah, that's what oh, the I name d- means, beside you. I'm so sure. as far I as I, oh the internet God. lore has told me, right? I know. Like, <laughs> like, but anyway, yeah, those guys are dope. The scenes kind of got a little bit uh, like homogenized, like kind of a lot of the samey sounding, simple lo-fi beats coming up and yeah. like lots of like minute and 10 second beats yeah. on a YouTube. Lot of static. Yeah, and a lot of static. Yeah, and a lot of added static for real. So what drew you into lo-fi hip hop? Why, why lo-fi? Uh, I guess just like the nostalgia fact behind it, you know? All those beats just throw you back to some some kind of moment in time or some shit. So, I don't know. I just fuck with that heavily. And I just like the simplicity behind them, too. Just head bobbers, something that you could spit on, you know? Almost every time. Even yeah. the minute and ten second ones, they're just like, mm-hmm. I'll kick a freestyle over this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they definitely have, like, the minimalist structure. And they're all boom-bat bass, basically. So they just, like, hip-hop and lo-fi, like, as a genre. And, like, vaporwave kind of all together kind of just had like a sexy orgy and like you got lo-fi hip-hop out of it and like some cats are really dope and there's some dudes that like i just don't i don't feel like it's the sound for them right i like how you spit it i like your your flow on the low on the slow and low beats man i'm digging that so like what's your favorite bpm to work on um i find a lot of my shit is between like 75 and like 92 okay yeah yeah that makes sense yeah yeah somewhere in in there but i do fuck with like the what is it called? Uh, 
like the trap lo-fi funk mm-hmm yeah, with a lot more of the like faster drums. Yeah, a faster bit more drums, raspy. and they always sample some like trap artists, of course, okay. like three six or something. But that makes sense, right? No, I think that's it. Like the the slower BPM. I think like we were playing with some uh, some samples just here in the Beekeep the other day, and like some of the stuff I was sampling, actually some of the stuff I played at the battle, that was like seventy two BPM, like low and slow, 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 and it's like that's the speed of the sample. So unless I want to like really fuck with the vibe. I'm basically going to either stick with that or double time it. And 144 right. is a little too fast for like anything Yeah. that we're going to be doing. So, yeah, for real. Well, Riggs over here, he likes that fast rap, though. He can do some of that machine gun shit. That's really all I do, though. Yeah. Rapping at a slower BPM is harder for me. Yeah. So I, I will always, if it's a slow beat, I will double time it if it's possible. And I think I do that going up to like 80. I'll do 160 BPM double timed raps you're, you're just down, because. Yeah. <laughs> And you're you're, you're into it, and I'm, I'm, just I'm like, super <laughs> into it every time. No, and it's funny because well, like I can't, I can't really do that. I'm like the more the mellow, low yeah. slow rapper too, and like more technical though. Yeah, I gotta maybe. say, I you, you fit things maybe. in different places than I do. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But we're not here to talk about us, man. So tell us a little bit yeah. more about why you got into rap. Uh, my uncle is actually really heavy into the local scene in Bernalillo and like Albuquerque. Oh yeah. Uh, nice. He was actually part of a group with Arrow, who runs Arrows in uh, Studios in Albuquerque. Oh damn. Okay, you're schooling me, man. I don't know. This guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right on. So yeah, so that's like Arrows. Uh, Independent Studios is just a studio that's in Albuquerque. But yeah, my uncle is a part of a group that they put together called Logic, And so they toured around like the Southwest and stuff. And they started doing some pretty big shit. And then now my uncle just like makes makes beats and just dabbles in it for himself, you know. Nice, yeah, yeah. Hobbyist now. Yeah, Yeah, but really him. And then uh, my dad was like a wedding DJ. So I just grew up around a bunch of fucking music, you know. Nice. So nice. just influences from everywhere. You know, we were talking about that the other day, actually, like the idea of like wedding DJs and corn came up, DJ corn. Yeah. You know, yeah. And we were talking about how, like, yeah, like you can, I don't know, are you in a way like kind of selling out when you do that? And like, I don't know, I said, I don't think so. What do you think? You, you know, if you're not, if you're only, if you're only DJing sets like in your genre, like doing shows that you really, really want to do, you're saying like really true to like your passion, right? But. Mm. But how are you going to afford See, some really nice tables, it like, though? selling out necessarily. Right. It's just, like, for me personally, it's it's just not my sort of vibe. Like, uh, it's, they're just not fun. And it's, like, yeah, I really just don't like playing, like, things that other people want me to play, which is pretty, like, odd being a DJ, but <laughs> I've yeah. said that, like, over and over again. <laughs> like, I didn't really get into DJing to, like, play other people's shit. <laughs> That makes sense, though. I mean, I'm not a DJ, but I mean, respect the hustle. Yeah, it's definitely. to make a dollar, you know. But yeah, you know, it's like a. I'm definitely kind of like screwing myself over, if anything, by not doing wedding stuff. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we yeah, like pros and cons, right? Pros and cons. So okay, so your uncle but got I, you in, right? And like that, like it's a different circle of DJs a little bit. And so you mentioned the studio. Like, how'd you get into the studio? And is that where you record? Actually, that's not. I have my home studio, so I do everything at my house. But um, I don't really know when Illogic ended up splitting up or whatever. But I know Arrows is really successful. I know a lot of Albuquerque artists go to him for all their mixing and recording and stuff. Right on. Oh, yeah. 
Sorry, Captain. Don't want to cut you off there, bro. No, it's all so good. I just loop the back moment to the has topic. passed. Gotta, gotta keep it, keep it focused. I know I'm the worst part about that, though. I'm always like, hey, but think about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah, like, let me just segue off for a minute. And so, all right, and uh, you got drawn into the lo-fi thing. I know, presumably, I'm going to guess, right? Let me guess, right? Based on, like, what I hear in your lyrics is that, like, you're not really about, like, the hard street thing. Definitely not, like, a lot of gun talk, a lot of bullshit. But, like, you're no. talking a little bit about feelings, too. You're talking a little bit about, like, becoming a man and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I just want to stay true to to me, you know? I don't need to be yeah. talking about money and girls and all this stuff when... Real all that stuff is already out there on the radio you know too much and i don't listen to that shit so too much no i mean i'm a i'm an underground head for sure i mean like dead prez uh that's actually what i was listening to today i've been on like andre nicotina lately just a lot of underground shit that not a lot of cats listen to right on so who are some of your biggest influences going back Influences anyone off like the Rhyme Sayers label for sure. Atmosphere is like super influential with like Overcast, Seven's Travels, God Loves Ugly, shit like that. Yeah, that definitely like touches like a soft spot for me, man. Like Overcast was my jam. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh yeah, and then when Lucy Four dropped, I was like, whoa, I changed that shit up. But yeah, for real though. So I'm with you on the Rhyme Sayers stuff. Yeah, so them like idea for sure. Uh, abilities. I opened for Abilities in Denver. Nice. It was a sold out show. That was dope. Oh man, that's funny. Like I've, I feel like people have had good vibes with Abilities. Like if you live in New Mexico, you got some good Abilities vibes. So, like he's an Albuquerque native. Like he's chill. Like I met him and his dad after a show. Like oh, back when Idea was still oh, alive. That's really cool. Yeah. That's do you remember that station wagon I had that I'd painted oh, yeah, all the pieces absolutely. on the side of? Right. Like I asked him for an autograph. Right. And he didn't have a marker. I didn't have a marker. All I had was a can of spray paint. And he was like, Oh well. I'll tag your car. Yeah, all right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the hood of my car. It's like, yeah, for real. Damn. So, no, I feel like he's, like, bona fide, like, nice guy. Like, yeah. just a nice dude. Yeah. That's cool you got to open for him. So, hell yeah, yeah, that must have been quite a show. Yeah, that was dope. What do yeah, you think about DJ Abilities, Cap, being a DJ? He's pretty sick, man. Experience. He's definitely, like, uh, one of the dudes that I was, like, really inspired by. Uh, coming up, like listening to uh, ideas and abilities for sure. You know, yeah. it's got the dope scratching. You always had like the track in the middle of the album where he yeah. did like his thing. You know what I mean? Like the DJ dedication track. The complete and, breakdown. Track. Exactly, and he would just like so tear it up, nuts. mix and it up, scratch it up. For real, yeah. No, I used to always like those tracks. Even as like idea and abilities, well, specifically ability, uh, ideas started to get kind of weird. Like abilities kind of held it down, but for persons with DJ abilities that was also like super sick mixtape mm, if you ever listen ever to like yeah that's like some crusty old dj abilities mashup stuff it's good man for persons with dj abilities yeah Dang. check that out it a- i don't know if i ever heard of that one. i don't yeah. think i've ever heard check of that check that one nugget either. out yeah <laughs> oh damn yeah dig that up so all right yeah so um who else do you you've been into outside of rhyme sayers and uh i mean like recently out of new school cats uh i fuck with like isaiah rashad a lot um there's a few new cats kilo leticia oh, she's like she's like a i don't even know what you call it. she's a trap rapper okay. but yeah she's nuts but she's crazy she's more on like that hype wave though mm. she's not very lyrical or anything but it's just something to 
yeah. something different, you know. That's interesting, man. I feel like the like mumble rap kind of gave way to like a few other like subgenres, like, and I feel like that might be one of them. Like the hype is kind of like the response to the like sleepiness of mumble rap in a way. Yeah. It's like that the energy side of that. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm into it. Like in triplicate raps and stuff, I'm pretty down with that for the most part. But I don't know. I still feel like I always go back to like that real simple tribe called quest far side de la soul yeah. inspired corner yeah of what used to be sort of underground and then became very mainstream yeah like, sometimes i have to pull myself out of the yeah. mainstream yeah, shit and like go back and be like all right this is the roots you know dig, yeah dig deep yeah that's bit. how i've literally been feeling lately like i don't know especially from the dj stuff a little tired yeah, kind of getting tired of, like, the new shit, like, especially, like, trappy-style, like, things. Definitely kind of want to turn back to the classics, sort of say, Ooh. the mixes and stuff like that. Yeah, but anyway. See, so, so yeah, I feel like I like where you've gone with stuff, bringing, like, the footwork element into your your mixes. Mm -hmm. Even though you're very hip-hop-inspired, you then, like, double it up with, like, a 160-ish BPM, like, wild shit. And, like... Yeah. Man, I really like that. And those cross over really well in the same way that like some of this like more technical trap you rap is like, I don't know, there are sides to it that I really like. Mm -hmm. Although like as a whole, it might not be like quite, you know, the Venn diagram doesn't quite like overlap like I want it to, you know, yeah. so it's just a little outside of my scope of normal listening. Definitely. And like, I think like that has to like, has to, you know, her name is Kilo, you said? Yeah. Yeah. See, and I feel like there might be something that comes from like, uh, like just a completely different background. Like, I don't, I've never lived in a trap house. I don't know anybody who lives in a trap house. Like, so it's, I don't know, man, that's a, outside of my experience and I'm not going to pretend, you know? Yeah. So no, I, feel I can you. feel it though. I can feel it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it's just meant to like get people hyped up to like the club and shit, which mm. I don't really go to the club anymore. Right. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, like I think about drum and bass too, and people like Busta Rhymes, like starting their careers, like basically rapping on drum and bass, and like being the hype man for a DJ, not the other way around. Like those MCs were very much there to support the DJ, right? And like that's been a total flip around 180 on this scene. So, like now it's like you can like not have an album, but be getting shows and like be opening for like really big people, right? And like I get it, it's like dope, but you can also have five albums and have never done a show, right? Like it's yeah. that so is the it, power of the internet, yeah. The beauty of self-releasing and just sitting True. and writing and being True. able to put stuff out. Nah, man, I think that for, like, okay, I'm going to call myself a hobbyist, right? Because I got, like, a career and a job, and I'm busy a lot of the time, so I don't get to do this full-time, man, I wish. But, right. like, I'd say, yeah, hobbyist, right? And it's like, I'm a little envious of the guys who get to jump in all the way. And right. that's scary, though, man. So where are you on that scale, man? you, like, full-time with the rap, or you get to do it mostly? Um, I mean, I wish it could be full-time. Yeah. I mean... I still work in nine to five and I mean, uh, my family owns a food truck and we're open like all day, six days a week. So I don't get a whole, whole lot of time to work on music anymore. But when I lived in Denver and I only worked nights, I had all freaking day to right. write and work. So mm -hmm. that's when I actually started taking music a lot more serious was when I lived in Denver. Okay. And then now is when more doing like shows and trying to get my name out there while trying to also create content mm -hmm. it's not the greatest all the time you know no that like split up that's <laughs> that's real difficult yeah like i think a lot of diy guys are in that boat for yeah. sure where you're like oh man like 
I got to be answering the phone and writing raps and curating or making my own beats and setting up shows like at, at whatever. Like it's a huge list of shit just to line up one show, you know, right? And right. like if you're opening, hopefully you get 20 people in there, you know. Hopefully yeah, right. like there's some people to see what you did, right? Hopefully our last somebody show. bobs their head <laughs> and like dances. Our, last, our last show, show. was <laughs> Oh man. Oh man, no, we did this like uh it was the third night of this like festival out kind of. Well, I guess it was the Hamas. It was, it was it was the Hamas, yeah, the lower Hamas, sort of, yeah. And anyway, like the first two nights had gone off, right? Like blown up, people were partying all night, right? And then the sound got shut down on the third night, and so we show up ready to do the set, and we're like, oh shit, we rolled they up shut to us a down ghost town an hour ago. Um, we didn't oh, think you guys would show up. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, oh man, so we did a set anyway, right? But people were tired. People were like passed out. The homies that were there, they were like. You know, they were. They had been partying for two days before that, all night. So you got like a few chuckles, (laughs) but yeah, they weren't they weren't paying much attention. So, but it was nice though. It was good to get a set in, and you got to spin for like three hours, Cap. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that was pretty legendary. Nothing else going on, so it was like right as well. Yeah. Otherwise, rip it up in the forest. (laughs) Why not? Exactly. So, what? Tell us about your worst show. What happened to your worst show? And then we'll ask you about your best show, but <laughs> it's always a good story with our worst show, man, right? you know? <laughs> worst show? Yeah, or like man, you had a there's been, experience There's been a couple of them, but one in particular is funny. Uh, I got a show to open for this cat out of Portland or LA, and uh, his name is The Dopest Matrix. But I opened for him in the Colorado in Colorado Springs at the Speakeasy. So the venue was dope. That show was actually pretty good. Uh-huh. And then uh, they had a show in El Paso a couple days later, and they invited me to that show to go open for them there. Nice. And uh, me and my homie drove down there. And when we got there, him and the his DJ were like super fucked up. He was, like, video calling me on Instagram, even though he had, like, my number, you know. He's, like, video calling me. He's, like, bro, I don't know where the fuck I'm at. He's, like, you just need to come and get me and take me to the show. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I was, like, on my way to the show. So I'm, like, what the fuck? All right. So I went and picked him up, right? And he's, like, telling me the DJ's passed out in the bathroom and all kinds of shit. So he hops in the car, and as we're driving away, the ambulance comes to get the DJ out of the bathroom because he's been in there for so long. And and we pull up to the venue, and there's just, like, a gang of people waiting outside, all the openers and, like, their crew and shit, and everyone's just like, what the fuck? This dude's just, like, super fucked up. All of a sudden, the DJ shows up and starts setting up, so I don't know what happened with the ambulance. (laughs) What? Yeah, it was weird. Nothing was organized. They didn't, like, know uh, lineup for the sets or anything what were these dudes on <laughs> i don't know did who knows? the dj jack the ambulance <laughs> right i don't yeah i or don't know just... i don't know how he got there but he seriously Sad. got there maybe like 15 or 20 minutes after we got to the venue what? Wow. so i don't know they just defibrillated him and then he just got up yeah, and showed just, up i got a show to play <laughs> <laughs> i got a jam just ran <laughs> yeah and like i mean it was out of a movie and yeah, the show is literally just... for the openers you know but it was cool yeah legit though yeah <laughs> oh man yeah like the bad the bad show story so tell us about your best show like you best show is probably dj abilities honestly yeah. nice yeah because that one ended up selling out and it was at your mom's house in denver so that's like uh two or three hundred capacity whoa yeah all right that's a big crowd that's yeah nice. so it was dope and then uh dj abilities just <sighs> ripped it man 
Sick. It was a really good show. So everyone was vibing from the very first opener to DJ abilities. So mm. it was cool. Yeah, it's nice when you got a good crowd. Yeah. You know, definitely. I remember seeing, um, oh, and I still lived in London, so it must have been about 10 years ago. And I, I bring up the show like all the time, right? But it was De La Soul, Rakim, and Black Star. But Rakim oh. opened, like, which is like the, that's like the weirdest thing to me, right? You're just like the most OG cat here is the opener right, yeah. for these. Wait, what but anyway de la soul was super sick and then of course black star black star right but the crowd was like they were just so on point and so they like they vibed just right so everything felt amazing there was actually like one fight blew out right and like and like i don't know man like i can't remember who it was in de la soul like stopped the whole show and like restarted the track and was just like yeah no fighting man this is hip-hop like what are you doing like that's not what this is that's about. dope i like i like when artists do that yeah 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 Cut when they're that in touch yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. not just like playing not just doing a show or like yeah uh, they actually through care, a set. You know. yeah they're like watching yeah we try to crack a few jokes man we're, we're, we're developing our our vibe but we're, we got a long way to go beekeepers there Shit. are there are definitely more than a few jokes <laughs> yeah it's mostly jokes at our uh, our last show, we showed up with a bunch of bottles on set, right? A bunch mm-hmm. of rum bottles and, and tequila uh, bottles and vodka bottles, right? And only one of them actually had alcohol in it, right? The rest were like tea and like water, right? So we'd have drinks, right? But everybody was just like, oh, they're just chugging these fucking what? bottles of tequila, like, like they, they're halfway through that gray goose. What's and, and there's nobody. We're doing a show for nobody, like apparently getting super faded, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. hanging out by That's ourselves, awesome. man. That's it was like a pretty awesome. funny illusion. Yeah, it was right. a good one. <laughs> That's dope. Well, let's get into a track, man. And listen yeah. to something you got. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, Beekeep Radio. We got Modest. This song is Tandem by Modest. on pause forgive them a lost cause gonna be itching to flip the script and i'm ripping it on god try to pour the liquor when i can't run it ain't no different from a hand gun one foot in front the other like a tantum but yet i seem to go back some for all the stupid shit that i had ton no wonder why she played me like a and one moving through the city like a phantom can't nobody do it like i can 
I mean, I, I like, like brownies too, but but I also like that track. So tell us a little bit about that track, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> that was smooth. Yeah, that was. I know I gotta always bring that it was back <laughs> right on time. So yeah, about this track, we're talking about your music. Back to topic. <laughs> no, but uh, that track was really just more written about uh, just going through trials and tribulations of everyday life, but still having the dream of doing what I'm doing, you know? That's and I mean, fair. I, I think it's even more so pertinent to my situation now. Right, because I'm, you lost that ability to do it 24-7? Or? That, and then, but I'm still, like, getting shows out of state a lot, and they, like, continually bring me out there, you know? So it's still... You're busy, though, still, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still able to do shit even though I'm not creating a whole lot of content, which is mm-hmm. cool. And, I mean, I'm sitting on some stuff, but I'm the type that, like, doesn't like to just release one thing. Singles at a time? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely not the way to go. I I love it when people will consistently just drop whole albums with, like, nothing leading up to it. And then on one day, it's just like, oh, hey, we released an album. And then I'm like, shit, yes. That that makes me way more excited, because then I just get to listen to something all the way through. Yeah, exactly. It's just way better. No, like that song I, that we just played, I feel like that had a, you know, Blue Scholars? Do you yeah. listen to them? Yeah, it's got kind of a Blue Scholars vibe a little bit like that. I can't remember. It's an album from probably 10 or 15 years ago. Um, and like, yeah, there's one track on it that like has like kind of like a similar, oh, yeah, I better put that back in there, Ethan. Oh, shit. Oh, the cherry fell out the J. That's... God damn, you wow. fucking ballsy. Yeah, nice work there, buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so uh, this album came out about 10 years ago, and it's like, I don't know, they're like the epitome of conscious hip-hop and like uplifting vibes, right? And they're all about like pulling yourself together and like, I don't know, seeing things for the good that they are instead of the darker side of everything all the time, right? Anyway, and that song made me think of that a little bit. It's a bit of the vibe of like appreciating where you are also. Yeah. So it seems like you're kind of like a gracious person, like you're, you're like, I don't know, like your name suggests, right? You're like proud of where you are but you're also like you know i don't know it hasn't gone to your head right like yeah yeah i mean i yeah yeah i mean i definitely fit the name i mean that's why i chose it you know but i mean i'm just not the type of person to like walk into a room and be like yeah i'm a rapper you know and make it be known and act like i'm gonna freestyle and do all this shit you know i mean it just depends on I guess the vibe of the room or if I'm at a show I mean like at Rufina of course that's I'm there to network you know yeah so that's different but I'm just not a lot of people don't even know that I'm an artist you know I think that's like a nice way to be like a little on the low right but do you feel like you switch into another personality when you're kind of on business or like when you're at a show uh at a show for sure I mean because Denver continually brings me out I'm pretty comfortable with shows for the most part, and especially out there, because, I don't know, it's just a different vibe out there, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know if it's because everyone's just blown or what what it is. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that could be one part of it, too, for sure. But, I mean, it also could be that, like, you don't know any of those people, too, so... Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the cool thing, too, is it's, yeah. like, no pressure, and then I also feel like my sets are always a lot different from what the other openers do a lot of openers like a recent show i did in colorado springs every opener was like a trap hype 
kind of rapper, you know? It was only, like, me and one other dude that were more, like, conscious. Okay, yeah. So, I don't know. I always feel like I bring a different vibe to a show, but I think that makes me stand out, you know? Nice. I think that's why I keep getting brought back. Yeah, man, that makes sense, right? Because I keep asking you from kind of a distance, too. That's not, you know, five hours, six hours. It's a pretty reasonable distance to be pulling you from all the time. So that, like, says a lot, man. That's pretty dope. So, yeah, yeah props on that for sure. I appreciate it. So, yeah, and I mean, we talked a little bit about your influences. And, like, I don't know, would you say that you have a, uh, like, a, a single message that, like, modest sort of stands for that, like, you're aiming to, to kind of, I don't know, teach people? Or do you have, like, a kind of an mo like a reason for what you're doing um initially no i mean i was just making music to do it and i mean i still kind of feel like that's what it is you know just for the love of music but i think that's kind of where i'm at right now is if i want my career to progress to a bigger stage i kind of have to brand myself as something you know so i'm trying to figure out what what niche to hit Building your brand is probably the one of the heavier questions that you can ask when you're like trying to put yourself out too. Although there are a lot of good books about branding, <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna go into this real quick because it's a real thing I've been studying. Um, primal branding gives you uh, it's written from the perspective of somebody who has built brands for many of the top 100 companies in America, like Coca-Cola, uh, UPS all of these big companies and he rebranded them to make them a very very successful company and it goes into the five things that you need in order to become a, like an iconic brand and there's mm. a lot of people like studying this and then re- rebranding themselves it's how a lot of people on social media get big hmm. yeah i'm gonna have to check that out and i mean you're doing the twitch thing so i could see why you're kind of yeah i have that. to brand myself as like a speedrunner, a rapper a video game enthusiast and just kind of hang out with people on the internet for fucking hours at a time. Yeah, see, that's I, that's a trip. I feel like you're we're hitting on something here, and that's like no matter what you do, like you have to spend almost as much time as you spend on the hobby in it's like the maintenance of the image of the hobby. Yeah, like it almost doesn't make any sense. Like going back again, like back to the time when the MC was just there to support the DJ back when we were just a little, boy, you know, we're going back a long time, right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, doesn't seem like that was the vibe. So, anyway, I'm glad to hear that you're doing like a bit more of like a conscious vibe. I like that. I like listening to that. I don't know. Thinking a little bit more. No, I actually I wanted to ask you uh, during the track if you listen to Kill Bill, the rapper at all, because you have like a very similar kind of thing. He goes with the lo-fi kind of reminiscent beats. It's like Kill Bill. That yeah. sounds really familiar. Uh, I think he's a South Dakota rapper, but he just got signed to a company and moved to L.A. So, But it all sounds very East Coast. Hmm. Like, I thought he was from New York before I looked him up, but... I'm going to have to check him out. Kill Bill the Rapper. Easy name to remember. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw something of his pop up on my Facebook, if I'm not mistaken. All right. His first album is called Ramona. It's actually really good, and he dropped it in 2014 which is like beginning of the lo-fi kind of thing yeah. coming into the scene. So, no, I just thought you listened to him because it sounds very similar. Really? Yeah. So I was actually really hyped when I listened to a bunch of your stuff. That's dope. Yeah. So you said you had some shows coming up. Yeah, so uh, next Thursday on the 11th, I'm doing a show in Colorado Springs at Union Station. Okay. Uh, 
It's a Colorado to Arizona headliner challenge. So they're choosing two of the artists that performed that night to headline, uh, I think it's called Back to the People Music Festival in Colorado Springs, August 24th. So two artists for that, and then they're choosing one artist to uh, do an all-expense-paid trip to Arizona for the Arizona Hip Hop Festival and to perform out there. Nice. Yeah, that sounds way exciting. Some that sounds, cool opportunities that awesome. too. Yeah, nice. So how many shows have you done? It sounds like you've done quite a few. Um, total at least over like twenty five, I would say. Nice. Yeah, I mean, uh twenty eighteen I bought I got brought out probably for a good like eighteen to twenty shows and maybe four or five of those were like local. Oh wow. Yeah, so that's like a lot of road time for quite a lot of stage time too that's great man yeah yeah so that's it's been nice. cool yeah, yeah that's way exciting um how'd you get your first show first show was actually through um sac one when oh, yeah, they when sac they did um shoot what was it called mic club okay yeah i honestly don't remember which mic club me and my homie were on it had to have been like i don't know eight or six at some point i don't know i know they've rejuvenated it a couple times oh, yeah. but yeah that was like my first show locally and then just from there i've just been trying to get shows wherever i can you know yeah that's kind of wild that like you got picked up in colorado and like yeah it was actually uh my now homies uh samson and siante they actually hit me up on SoundCloud. They found my SoundCloud. And on my SoundCloud, it says that I'm from Denver because at the time when I made my SoundCloud, I was living in Denver. Oh, okay. And I thought I was going to stay out there, you know. So I put that. And I never changed it, but they ended up hitting me up, and they liked my shit. So they brought me out for my first show, actually, in 2018 at your mom's house. And then they brought me back again a couple months later. And then ever since then, it's just been nonstop to Colorado, really. Sick. Yeah, nice, nice. Been on heavy rotation like almost you know, yeah you, yeah it's dope have you got um have you got anything out uh i mean on radio ever or out other podcasts anything like that um there was this one college radio station that hit me up i want to say out of like washington or something one time and i sent them a few tracks and they were just supposed to spin it on like their summer playlist or something so i know i got spun on that um but nothing really like on radio. I know there's been a couple dispensaries uh, in Colorado that ended up spinning my stuff in their store after I talked to them and about oh, being an artist and shit. Of, you that's know? really cool. Yeah, that's kind of a nice way to get in a little bit. Yeah, that and like bar playlists. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be dope. I need to look more into that know, shit. Like DJs, they For occasionally sure. play people's stuff. For sure. Yeah. Let's say, well, all right, let's get into another track, man. I was liking that first one. Time to jam another one. Speedkeep Radio, we got modest. This track's called Life Goes by Modest. Let me tap in. 
into that God complex where it's hubbing messy and heavy cause heaven sent me I'm ready to experience what life is little did I know truly what I'd find here shit to edify fear bugs up in my stomach wipe tears you never saw until you plummet I've never seen a man speed out run a bullet I've heard the shots ring out pow pow when they pull up I didn't see the shooter but I guess that's just how this thing life go One second on the right track and then your life go It seemed no matter what you do and then your life go So I'ma focus on my craft until my life go But I guess that's just how this thing life go One second on the right track and then your life go It seemed no matter what you do and then your life go So I'ma focus on my craft until I Often ponder about life, why? Maybe because I've seen a lot within this lifetime Alcoholics and druggies, single mothers and husbands Claiming they're there but they wasn't We all addicted to something Addicted to the plight of who you give the night to You're reaching for the light, the devil right beside you What will it take for you to open up your light blues? High truth at this point, ain't no telling what I might do Open up those light blues Alright, we're back with Beekeep Radio We got Modest here, man I like that track That one's called Life Goes Yes, sir. Yeah. Cool, man. What inspired that? Because that's like a little bit of like a reflective song, man. You're like looking at things. Yeah. uh, At the time, I just wasn't in a very good spot. I don't know. Just mentally. I just had a lot of bullshit going on. Oh, I hear that. Yeah. So it was just more, like you said, reflective on just like some of the bullshit that I'm exposed to and just my view on it, you know? Yeah, I hear that. So that's always really good fodder for songs. Yeah. That's usually when you're the most creative, I find. Yeah. When you're going through a little bit of Yeah, it's the worst part of being But an uh I, I I really enjoy that song as well. Um I I was I was wondering where you get your beats, man. Uh honestly for these projects, uh, I was just scavenging through SoundCloud and I would just find beats and then I would write to them and then I would hit the producer up and hopefully oh, nice. they would let me use it, you know, like, uh, this dude, I can't remember if this is and one, but, uh, I think, uh, one of them is out of like Mexico or something, but that dude's been really cool. He always hits me up every once in a while with some new releases and stuff like that. Oh, Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think like a lot of guys by and large are pretty receptive to that. Yeah. They just want their music heard everywhere. Yeah, totally. And I think most people are like, oh, you like that? Oh, cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Run it. Found me. Finally, somebody found me. Thank God. Like, (laughs) no, that's cool, man. It's nice. And so you used to work with some people from Mexico too. Like, it's nice to do a little bit of an international thing. I mean, I know my buddy who used to spin drum and bass like a long time ago. He had like a, like an international network of people he was working with, man. They would send stuff back and forth. That's he didn't dope. do shows with them because that's like kind of a of long, course, long, right? Long yeah. Flying Trek, to different right? countries <laughs> over Fly and over. To Warsaw, like you know, I don't think so. Like, yeah, not right. gonna happen. Uh, but like, they did a lot of. He got featured on a lot of um, like online radio shows and like people's mixes and stuff. So it was like a nice way for him to network. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, like so. German producers, I think are some of the dopest producers for sure. Man, it's funny, like the the Japanese and the Germans, right? Like they they're like two of those cultures that seem to have a lot in common when it comes to I don't know things to get a little obsessive about, like, yeah. Right, and I I mean that uh, across an entire range of things. Like who makes the best knives, the Germans and the Japanese, like who makes the best electronics? Like the definitely the yeah. Japanese, right? You know who makes honestly largely like 
some of the best cars. The, the Germans, Germans, for sure. Yeah. It's like they're really <laughs> into like very technical things. And so when it comes to hip hop, I find like a lot of those MCs are like really fine tuned. But the graph artists, man. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. The yeah. German, German graffiti that yeah, I've seen is absolutely ridiculous. My favorite crew is McLean crew. And mm-hmm. they did that photorealism style where they would take like a picture and paint like somebody's like photo, almost photo perfect. Oh, I think I've seen that, yeah. And like they would do things like paint windows on the side of buildings that don't have windows. And like, you know, you're driving up the street and it looks like there's like a building with windows. Yeah. <laughs> that's so like dope. they were doing some that's super really cool. And, yeah. and that's like take some like real technical forethought and like, I don't know, some next level skill. Like you're not just like feeling that one out. Yeah. That's some planning that's Absolutely. involved. So I feel like, yeah, the Germans, Japanese have some really pretty sick hip hop and their turntablists also. But like the Germans are known also for their clubbing and their like EDM scene. So it's like not surprising that they're also really into anything to do with turntables. Yeah. But yeah, so whew, Yeah, they, they do something there. they they do something with music that I think really captivates most people as well cuz every every Japanese hip hop artist I've heard like all of their beats like just nail something very specific that I don't think a lot of a music uh, American music is going for. Because uh-huh. I do listen to a lot of Japanese hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> that's like yeah, that's a tough one. I don't listen to enough of it to comment. Yeah. All right, I'll send you. I'll send yeah, you some yeah, artists. Yeah. Send me a nice fat list of something to listen to, please. All right. So back to the matter in hand, though. So um, I like uh, like how you structure a lot of your lyrics. Like I was saying in the break, like you don't rely too much on hooks you yeah. have like some solid punchlines but you also don't fall back too much on just punchlines you change up your actual flow pattern quite a lot dude and i'm surprised by how many people don't do that like yeah. how many people just take a snare and that's it yeah you know and that's tried and true tested like you know it sounds fine you know it's cool but i'm glad that you're like a little bit more versatile man so i bet that translates into it like a nice live show man so yeah and people always tell me something for not doing very many hooks oh really they yeah. give you shit for that so yeah yeah see i like that man yeah see that's that. how i feel yeah. and i mean i don't really let that influence me too much you know? no i of feel course. like that's something that we've we, we can agree on for sure like the beekeepers have never had like the strongest hooks like it's not something that we've no. focused on like I don't know, but some songs, like particularly R&B songs, like they really need that, uh, like a catchy hook. Like, yeah. If they don't have it. The song, it's dead. There's, right. it's dead on arrival. There's nothing there. Yeah. Because you don't have a verse to like to carry it. So, anyhow, yeah. I yeah. Because like I mean, for me, I just want to. I'm just an MC, you know. Yeah. I just want to be an MC, show up to the show, right. and most of the time, I'm the only motherfucker that doesn't rap over his backing track, you know. Man, that surprises me too, dude. How many people do that? Like that? Why? I'm is not that a thing that people do. It's, like, it's, beca- it's becoming. Yeah, and do you know? Is there like a reason why people do this? Is it just like a lack of prep preparedness? I, I guess mean, I don't know. I like, mean, from what I've seen from the people that do it, yeah. I mean, I've seen people that don't even know their own lyrics or don't don't even move their mouth, and they're just like, yeah, I don't know. Oh no. Yeah, so I mean, that's what I pride myself on. Probably most for my live shit is if I fuck up, you're going to know, you know? And it's not mm-hmm. often, but I mean, you're going to know that I'm actually emceeing I'm for you, for you know? Real. Yeah. No, and what was, nice. do- what was dope about the DJ Ability show is uh, I built my beats live on stage. So I'd build them and then loop them and then like pull off an MC and then 
just Ooh. go back and forth. So, okay, yeah. nice. And that was actually the first show I ever did that for, but that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, fresh. See, I feel like that's kind of got to be a, something next that we move into. We got the NPC over here, and it's like... We could use we that, that to for? our advantage, for sure. Yeah, that but I've seen out. things like that before, too. Actually, Symmetry from... Um, San Marcos, when he came by, he's actually around again next month at the beat battle. Um, and he does, like, he sets up a little pad on his mic stand and, like, he, like, plays. I don't know how much of his beat he's playing. I didn't pay that much attention, but he's, like, constructing while he's, he's rapping, too. And, like, I'm really into that. Like, I yeah. think that's, like, a much more involved and integrated way to do your set. And it's, like, way more impressive. And just like you're saying, it's, like, providing a performance, not just like spinning a verse over people your... come for the show yeah. People, yeah that's all they want they want to be entertained that's why they're given this money so like they come for the show any anything you can do to add theatrics to it yeah it's yeah, a beautiful I think thing that's real i think that's real well damn man it's been really good to have you in here hey i appreciate you guys Talk this is shop. Dope. well yeah we're really this excited yeah, maybe we'll yeah. get a chance to see when your show's here um you should drop some uh links for everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my SoundCloud is just Modest Music. Any of my social media is at Modest underscore Music underscore. And it's music with a K. Okay, nice. That's pretty easy. Yeah. So nice, man. So check out that SoundCloud. Uh, you on Facebook or yeah, anything else too? Yeah, Facebook, Same Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I don't really use it, so I don't really promote it. You okay, know? right on. Yeah, yeah. I feel like an old man. Are you on that that face space? That social media box? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, as I say, it's been a great pleasure to have you in. Yeah, we'll thank you. We're going to finish up the show here. with another track here, dude. So keep killing it like you are, man. And maybe we'll have you back here in another year, too, when you got even Absolutely. more to share, man. Yeah, so, hell yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, maybe look uh, the future at a Beekeepers collab. So, yeah, yeah the future is an yeah, interesting be dope. place. So, all right, Beekeep Radio. Thanks for joining us. Later. This last track is called Bold by Modest. I ain't myself today Getting lost in my selfish ways I need some help is what I'd like to say Feel so lost, feel I'm off my game But that would cost more than pocket change At least it seemed that way Every day's the same Abstain from the things that sway The same way that the pendulum swing They play in both sides I'm hella close, I'm at the end of my rope But ain't no way that I'ma let life fold me Till the day I'm old I'ma live it like the daylight won't Begin to fade until the day I told it to go home If this is fate, then I guess I sold it Resignate to the things I chose Ready, set, I'll go In my mind, is how the thoughts disposed In every breath and every verse I wrote Just so you know Poetic news for the things I hold Losing my mind, but my heart in control I ain't myself today Getting lost in my selfish ways I need some help is what I'd like to say Feel so lost, feel I'm off my game But that would cost more than pocket change at least it seemed that way Every day's the same Abstain from the things that sway The same way that the pendulum swing They play in both sides I'm hella close, I'm at the end of my rope But ain't no way that I'ma let life fold me Production 2019.